0: My soul saves it. says it. Say it. Come, come, come down, selector. Don't miss the freedom streams where My you will be impacted with powerful, life changing messages by Pastor Dennis Mato. Come on, do you know it? Just sing it with me. The <laughs> Confusions, denominations, and problems come from these two sources, doctrines and gifts. If we are frank and honest, we will admit that the more doctrines and gifts we have, the more divisions we have in the church. Every division and denomination is built up on either a certain doctrine or a certain kind of gift. I am standing here to challenge this. My attitude is toward Christ, not toward doctrine. I don't like to talk about doctrine. We simply need to help people to believe in Jesus Christ to personally receive him as their Savior and the Son of God who was incarnated as a man died on the cross for our sins and resurrected on the third day then we need to help people to love this Christ to know this Christ to experience this Christ and to be built up as a church to experience this Christ as long as we do that that is wonderful that is good enough let us forget everything else let us love Christ let us know Christ let us experience Christ Let us enjoy Christ. Let us be built up as a church to experience and express this Christ. Freedom Experience. Experience Experiencing Christ. Experience the mystery of the word, the redemptive power, revelation, and eternity purpose brought to light in your walk with Christ. Freedom Experience Zone Radio. Enjoying music. Enjoy Christ. Welcome to Freedom Streams brought to you by Freedom Express Ministry, Makindye, Kampala, Uganda. These teachings express the triune God in His Word. Add life to impart, light to shine, grace to enjoy, and truth through your lives. And now, let's listen to Pastor Dennis Matumba. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Good afternoon, good evening, and good morning, everybody, everywhere. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you for tuning in on Freedom Experience Radio, where you enjoy Christ and His Word. Thank you for always following us. We pray that the Lord may bless you through this platform. Once again, I want to come uh, and take you into the Word of God. Now, this is Freedom Stream's moment, whereby we go through the Word of God. We share the word of life. And uh, the message is all about experiencing Jesus Christ as everything in our life. I'm, all, I'm, I'm called Pastor Dennis of all the way from Freedom Experience Ministry. In Kampala, Uganda, please do follow us on Facebook, Freedom Experience Ministry. You can also check on our website, FreedomExperienceMinistry.org. And I believe that you are going to be blessed. I, I request everybody wherever you are, please share our our radio. You can share our radio to your friends on WhatsApp, on Facebook. You can always tell them about this wonderful radio all the way from Africa, Uganda. Yesterday, I want us to go into a series of teaching concerning the experience of Christ and in the, in the episodes in the book of Galatians, and uh, we shall continue throughout. Uh, the four books, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. Those four books, they speak volume concerning experiencing Christ. And since we are a ministry that experiences Christ, we are practicing this this Christ. We are living out this Christ. We want to, to share this, what we have discovered, through the help of the Word of God and the several ministries from the powerful men of God across that... Um, we look unto and see that this is what we need as a life in our ministry, in our Christian life. Yes, we want to talk about um, the experience of Christ and the vision of Christ in the book of Colossians. And uh, when we go in the, into the book of Colossians, we will see several things that prove that Christ is every scripture written in the Bible. You see, when we come to Colossians chapter 1, um, verses 9, You will see the vision of Christ mentioned uh, in Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. The Bible says for this cause, uh, it says that uh, in this chapter we see that uh, we see the vision of Christ in the book of Colossians. We will begin by reading this uh, verse 9 and we, we shall add on other portions of scriptures and portions of chapters in the very chapter in the very book of Colossians. Now when you see verse 9 of Colossians chapter 1, the Bible says, Therefore, we also since the day we heard of it do not cease praying and asking on your behalf that you may be filled with the full knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Now that is verse 9 of Colossians. Now, we see that this verse reflects the prayer and the desire of the Apostle Paul that we will be filled with the full knowledge of God's will. It is God's desire to see that the believers that have acquired him, those that are saved, they are now filled with the full knowledge of God's will now we should not consider that god's will here is concerned um, is concerning minor things these uh, external all outward things uh, such as whether or not to buy a pair of shoes whether we should rent a house uh, or where we should go to college or to school rather when we talk about the, God, the god's will this refers to God is greater will, even the greatest will of God. I tell you, God has a will, God has a desire. He has got that desire that we want us to, to, to know and accomplish as we are moving with him. God's will is his plan. God's will is his purpose. So, and the knowledge of this will is in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Uh, wisdom uh, is something that is in the spirit, whereas understanding is something that is in the mind. So for the Lord to say that we should understand the wisdom of God, the the, the wisdom of God, that knowledge of that purpose, that means that this understanding is the issue of the mind. Whereas wisdom is the issue of the spirit, that means that wisdom is something that is in the spirit and understanding is something that is in the mind. So if you pray for wisdom, you are praying that your spirit acquires wisdom. But if you, the wisdom you have acquired in your spirit is now such um, processed through, through your mind uh, by understanding, then your mind is being blessed because of the understanding you have acquired. And because you have that understanding, then you apply your knowledge in your day-to-day life. So to realize and understand the will of God, we first need wisdom. In our spirit, we need wisdom in our spirit. And then we need understanding in our mind. These things move together. We need the wisdom in our spirit. And we also need the understanding in our mind in order to uh, realize and understand the will of God. So when we look at this verse, it is saying that we should uh, desire to know know that will of God. When we come to verse 12 of Colossians chapter 1, verse 12 says that giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you for a share for the allotted. Portion, for the inheritance of the saints in the light now when you go to the greek text it, it refers to an in, it doesn't refers it doesn't refer to uh, an inheritance but to a lot a portion well as king james says an inheritance but the 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 the, uh, the better rendering is supposed to be uh, a lot or a portion so we like using uh, the word portion this this lot is the portion of the saints of the saints that is given to us by God. That means that to every believer that received Jesus Christ, God dealt with you with a certain measure, a, a certain portion of Christ in you. There is a measure. There is an a, a portion, an allotted portion for you as your inheritance that you received from God and was given to you by God. Now, this allotted portion is none other than jesus christ christ is the portion is our inheritance there is no greater gift that the lord can give us other than his son jesus christ we might desire these blessings of the world material blessings and the gift spiritual gift and everything miracle signs and wonders but there is nothing that is greater than the gift of jesus christ in us so god has no he does not have any intention to give us something else Uh, to give us Jesus Christ as our allotted portion. If God will ever desire to give you a better thing, a good thing, he will always give you Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So the portion, the the, the Lord uh, given to us by God is Christ uh, who is our Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. So when we come to verse 13 of Colossians chapter 1, uh, beginning from verse 13, we see that the apostle tells us who Christ as who our God-given portion is. Who is this Christ? In verse 13, as our God-given portion. Verse 13 and verse 14, we read, it says that, who delivered us out of the authority of darkness and translated, transferred us into the kingdom of his Son, or the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And this is what the Bible says, that Christ has done something for us. The portion given by God to us is the Son of God. There is not any other thing that God has given us and and the Son of God that He loves. And in this one, this one Christ, we have redemption, as the Bible has mentioned. We have redemption through His blood. Now, if possible, we, we would ask you to memorize all these words in the book of Ephesians, or rather in the book of Colossians, and you take them by heart. You memorize the book of Colossians so that because it has got a lot of riches in it, and when you begin to speak, you've got to speak uh, from the memory. and At least you need to remember all the items concerning Christ. So I'm trying to mention them. We are trying to experience Christ in the book of Colossians to dig every scripture that talks about Christ and how we can experience him. Now, when you come to verse 15, it says that who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. That is Colossians 1.15. Now they are showing us what Christ is to us. God is invisible. God is unseen. Yet God has an image. God has an image. And this image is Jesus Christ. The image here refers to the expression. The expression of God, who God is. If you want to know, if you want to define God, if you want to express God, if you want to interpret God, if you want to explain God, then you've got to look unto Christ. Because Christ is the image of the invisible God. God is invisible, but he has an expression. God is invisible, but he has an image. And that image, that expression is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Christ is the image of God. If you want to know anything concerning God, you have got to seek Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, when you come to Colossians chapter uh, 1 verse 16 uh, through verses 20, when we continue, you see that it says that, Because in him, that is in Christ, all things were created in the heavens and on earth, The visible and invisible whether thrones or lordship or rulers or authorities, all things, all things have been created through him and him, and he is before all things, and all things cohere. All things they cohere in him, or they subsist in him, and he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that he himself might have the first place, the preeminence in all things, for. In Him all the fullness was pleased to dwell, and through Him to reconcile all things to Himself, having made peace through the blood of His cross. Uh, it says that through Him, whether the things on earth or the things in heavens, those things are through Jesus Christ. Now that is Colossians chapter one from verse sixteen throughout verses twenty. Not only were we humans reconciled by Christ. We see that um, we, we, it was not only us that we are reconciled by Christ to God. The Bible has mentioned that all creatures, all creatures, the things on earth and the things in heaven, we are also reconciled when Jesus Christ died on the cross. So in these verses, there are more items concerning Christ that we should memorize. Uh, he is the image of God, that is number one. Another thing is that he is the firstborn of all creation. Another one is that Christ is the means of all creation. He is the means of all creation. Another one is that the one through whom all things were created. Jesus Christ is the one through whom through whom all things were created. We have also seen that Jesus Christ is the one in whom all things cohere, all join together. The, the, the head of the body is also the head of the body. Jesus Christ is also the firstborn from the dead, the one who has the first place. The preeminence and the Bible says that the one in whom all the fullness was pleased to dwell and the one in whom all creatures were reconciled to God this is the Christ we are talking about the Bible says in verses verses 25 Colossians 125 we are going through these verses to see that we can experience Christ hallelujah to see that we can experience Christ in the scriptures when we come to verses 20, 25 and 26, the Bible says, Of which I became a minister, according to the stewardship of God, which was given to me for you, to complete the word of God, the mystery which was which has been hidden from the ages and from the generations, but now has been made manifest to his saints. Hallelujah. Now, when you look at this word stewardship here, which is a ministry, it means an economy. It means an administration. It means a dispensation, hallelujah. From the very beginning throughout all the generations, this mystery, this mystery has been hidden. Christ was hidden from the beginning, but now has been made manifest. Every believer that possesses the Spirit of God, you have got to understand this Christ. You have got to experience this Christ. You have got to know this Christ. You should have a revelation concerning your Savior. The Bible says in verse 27, that uh, it says that, To whom God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, Bible students have different opinions as to what the originator of which is says. Uh, Some people think that they're talking about the riches, but others say that it is this mystery. But I prefer to say that uh, that the word which you are seeing, that verse 27, uh, the the Bible says that uh, uh, to whom uh, God will to make known that what are all the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ? In you, the hope of glory. Now, the which is might, might, some people call, might uh, think that is they are talking about the riches of Christ. Others may say that we are talking about the mystery of Christ. But I prefer to to call to call it the mystery. This mystery of Christ, whether it is riches or mysteries, it is the same. We may speak of the riches of our bank account. For example, the riches and the bank account are the same thing. If you say that I have uh, riches and another says that I have have a bank account and there is money there, it is the same. The riches are the same uh, and the bank is the same. So without the riches, the bank account means nothing. So you cannot talk about that I have a bank account, yet there is nothing. Okay? So likewise, without the riches of Jesus Christ, as in verse 27, the mystery means nothing. That means that this mystery, is, who is Jesus Christ, he's also the riches. He is the riches that we are seeking after. So the mystery depends on the riches. Without the riches, there cannot be a mystery. That means that by the time Christ manifested, he was having the fullness of God. All the riches of the heavens, all the riches of God were found in one person. Hallelujah. So that means that the riches are the contents of the mystery. For Christ to become a mysterious thing, Person, he has got to be possessing various riches without those riches. Christ becomes as any other person, hallelujah! So, the King James Version sometimes uh, it's rendered it incorrectly by saying that uh, what is the riches of the glory of this means mystery. It's supposed to be which is the riches, hallelujah! Now, when you use this, and uh, uh, the riches are not one item only, it's supposed to be which because when you say what is the riches, it, it's as if it, it is one. You understand? So, the, the Bible says that Christ is the mystery. Christ is the riches of this mystery. Is the riches and at the same time is the mystery and at the same time is the riches. So, there are many items of the mystery. There are many items you find in Christ Jesus our Lord. And Jesus Christ is the mystery um, and it's the content of the mystery is the riches. You understand? So, this mystery they are talking about here is Jesus Christ. Not Christ alone, but Christ in you, the hope of glory. When we say that Christ is in us for today, he is in us for today, but he's supposed to be our hope of glory for tomorrow. That's why the Bible says Christ is in you today. If you need him today, you can take him. If you need him to to be in your day-to-day life, Christ is in you and you can use that Christ, anything you feel like you want for your enjoyment, for your experience, for your uh, blessing. You know that every day that comes, Christ is in you. But if you want to have hope for tomorrow, still Christ is the hope for the tomorrow, for the future. Hallelujah for that. Glory to God. Now, verse 28 of Colossians chapter 1, it begins by saying, Whom we announce, that is that the entire ministry of Paul was to announce Christ all his messages. What Paul announced was not dispensation's was not prophecies was not teachings was not doctrines was not gifts all tongues let me tell you these things are so important we need them in the body of Christ we need them in our day-to-day life we need them in this in the church that is full of the spirit it has got to possess the graces of God which are the dispensations the prophecies the teachings the doctrine the gifts all the time but Paul says that I say this uh, uh, he says that I, I I announce Christ he says whom we announce. Hallelujah because people like to stress out these gifts and uh, doctrines and teachings prophecies dispensations they stress them too much and they forget the owner of those things and Paul says that who is whom that Paul announced he announcing the Christ he says I announce this Christ hallelujah and he says in the verse and says that we admonish admonishing every man and teaching every man in all wisdom Paul not only announces Christ, but he also admonishes. He rebukes and also teaches. You understand? So we need not only to announce, but also to admonish and also to teach. In our ministry, in our service, in the ministry, in the word, the teaching ministry, the preaching ministry, you have got to admonish, i have got to announce, you have got to preach this Christ. So we need to admonish. If we are to, to see a better church, we need to rebuke. Because there are too many things to distract people from the central item. And the central item in the Bible is Jesus Christ. The central item from Genesis to Revelation is Christ Jesus our Lord. And when people are going astray from it, we have got to admonish them. Those that are misusing the Bible and the scripture, we have got to rebuke them, you understand? So admonishing is negative, but teaching is positive. We admonish and teach not only all men, but the Bible has told us every man. One by one, that is, you come and preach to teach, you teach and minister to one person in your discipleship. You are teaching people one by one. Now, verses 28 it ends by saying that that we may present every man full grown in christ we may present every believer full grown in christ this is the duty of the teachers of the word this is the duty of the ministers of the word of god uh, in the church the greek word here is not perfect because some translations would say that that we should may present every man perfect in Christ but it is better rendered when it says that, that we may present every man full grown because here we are talking about the matter of life uh, so that's why the word full grown is better the word perfect is too simple it's as if it is external and so um it, it's not that uh, possessing the power within all the meaning. So that's why uh, we have got to use the word to grow. So the word here implies maturity. Growth in a full way to its fullest extent. The Lord wants us to preach to you so that you fully grow. You have grown fully so that you have come to maturity. You have grown in the things of this Christ. To the fullest extent. You understand? This is not maturity in doctrine. And this is not maturity in the teachings. People have got teachings. You can teach this heading. You can teach this title. People have got several titles in their messages. But titles and teachings. And any other doctrine. Speaking tongues or gifts. Those things come as secondary. But Christ is to be number one. It is to be mature. It is to be fully grown is few know Christ if you teach Christ. So you have got to mature in Christ. You have got to fully grow in Christ. So we have to grow in Christ. That's the desire of Christ. The Bible says in 2 Timothy, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, that grow in the grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. We have got to grow in this knowledge. You grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Then you are a person that is experiencing Christ, enjoying Christ for your um, realization and enjoyment. So we must mature in Christ. Verse 29 of Colossians chapter 1 continues to tell us for which also I labor, struggling according to his operation which operates in me in power. Now, you see that Paul says that I labor for only one thing. I'm struggling for only one thing. Because there is an operation in me, the operation of the power of God within me, I labor to preach Christ. Hallelujah. I labor so that people may know and take Christ. You see that the apostle Paul is striving, struggling, and is fighting to labor in this way, not by his own human strength, but by the divine power which operates in him. And this power in him, he's using it, to express Christ. Hallelujah. To express Christ. So that means that it's so important for us to experience the Christ in us. The Christ in us is the hope of glory. Now, in this first episode, I wanted to show you that we can get Christ in every verse of the scripture. And we have now we are now sharing from several books, the book of Colossians. When we come to Colossians chapter 2, we it reveals more concerning Christ. Colossians chapter 2. When we begin verse 2 and 3, it says that "That their hearts may be comforted, they being knit together in love, and unto all the riches of the full assurance of understanding, unto the full knowledge of the mystery of God, Christ, in whom all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden. Now when we come to verse 6, that was Colossians chapter 2 verse 2 and 3, now, when you jump to verse 6, you will see that it continues to say, As therefore you have received the Christ, Jesus the Lord, walk in him. As therefore you have received the Christ, Jesus the Lord, walk in him. Now, I like these two words received and walk. Received and walk. We have received Christ. This is in past tense. It has already been done. The perfect tense we have received him, and now we are being told to walk in him. Now, this is a continuous tense. We are supposed to keep on walking with him in the present life. Hallelujah. So verse 7 continues to say, having been rooted and built, being built up in him and being established in the faith, even as you were told abounding in thanksgiving that is verse 7 Colossians 2 7 we are talking about this Christ the vision of Christ in the scriptures how to experience this Christ in the word of God this is freedom experience whereby we teach the experience of Christ now in the Greek in Greek having been rooted is in the perfect tense it is already done we have been rooted but being built is in the present. God is still building us. We have been rooted in Christ. This is an accomplished matter. It is already done. Now we are in the process of being built up in him day by day. This is still going on until Christ will uh, come for us. Hallelujah. So when we come to Colossians chapter 2 verse 8, it is now we are seeing a warning there. There is a warning that says that beware that no one carries you off as a spoil through his philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men. Men have got tradition. It says according to the elements of the world. The world has elements and not according to Christ. Paul is warning the church. Paul is telling them be careful of those other preachers, teachers, philosophers that come to carry you off as a spoil through their philosophy, through their empty deceit. That means a person can come to minister or to preach and speaks philosophy. He speaks empty deceit. A person can stand to minister and ministers according to the tradition of men, according as people do things, cannot knowledge, Physical knowledge, worldly knowledge, tradition of men, according to the elements of the world and not according to Christ. Now, to be carried off as a spoil is worse than being damaged. It is to be brought into captivity. When a person is carried off as a spoil, he is brought into captivity to be captured. That's why the Bible says in Hosea four six that my people, they perish for the lack of knowledge. But it also says in Isaiah 5.13, my people are led into captivity for the lack of knowledge. So, where there is no knowledge of Christ, people are led into captivity. So, we see that verse 9 and 10 says that, For in him dwells all the fullness of Christ, the fullness of the Godhood bodily for in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily and you have been made full in him who is the head of all rule and authority. Hallelujah. So fullness in verse 9 here and made full in verse 10 they are from the same Greek root. They mean the same thing. The fullness dwells in Christ and we have been made full in Christ. In other words we may illustrate fullness and being made full with a glass for example when you like a, a glass of con, of a, a glass containing blue dye uh, it has got dye in it or milk let us assume and um, if you put a white handkerchief in a glass that is of blue dye, it has got blue color, blue dye in, in a glass, that handkerchief will be made blue because the blue dye is in the glass. So likewise, likewise, the fullness dwells in Christ. And when we come and enter into Christ, when we have been put into Christ, when we have been dipped into Christ, so in that Christ, we have been made full. Hallelujah. So... When you look at this verse from chapter 1 of Colossians, throughout chapter 2, verses 10, you begin to see that Christ has been everything. He's made everything we need. So, I want to stop here and we shall do a continuation because this teaching is going to be in episodes. This is the first episode. I want to encourage you to keep on listening to Freedom Experience Radio. God bless you. Don't go away. This is Pastor Dennis Matovu, over from Kampala, Uganda. Please visit us on our website www.freedomexperiencezone.org, and also you can check our radio website that is freedomexperiencezone.com. May the Lord richer bless you. Take care. Bye bye. Don't go away. We are still continuing with this teaching. For more information, or get more of these messages, or donate to our ministry, contact us on our Facebook page, Freedom Experience Ministry, or visit our website on www.freedomexperiencezone.com. Or you can call us directly on class 256 777 887858. Thank you.